your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 523 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And it is Thursday morning as I'm recording this. That means that the Rangers will be back in action in Columbus against the Blue Jackets tonight. And then tomorrow, Friday, the Rangers going to be at home against the Minnesota Wild for an absolutely can't-miss game because before the game starts, the Rangers will be honoring Henrik Lundqvist. His number 30 jersey will ascend into the Madison Square Garden Raptors and stay there forever. Uh, just a tremendous honor for Henrik Lundqvist. Cannot wait to watch that all go down. Uh, on Friday night, before the Rangers once again square off against the Minnesota Wild. Very much looking forward to that. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode, but something that I want to spend some time on today. You know, over the past weeks and maybe even months, we every now and then kind of take a look at where the Rangers are in the standings and if they could be buyers this season at the trade deadline. And the way things are going right now, it looks like a, a pretty good bet that the Rangers will indeed be buyers. They'll look to add a piece or two to this roster, you know, for the playoff charge down the stretch this season. And obviously, there are some names out there that are pretty popular. We've discussed some of those names that have been mentioned quite a bit. We've also uh, discussed a couple of names that are a little bit out there, a little bit off the wall. You guys have uh, sent in some ideas as far as trade targets that you would like to see the Rangers pursue. And I welcome you to continue doing that. We might do another episode maybe in February, maybe even again in March, right before the trade deadline, as far as who you guys would like to see the Rangers add before the deadline. But there is one name that I've kind of just glossed over and it's a name that's been out there quite a bit, and I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this player today, and that is going to be Jacob Chikrin, uh, defenseman for the Arizona Coyotes. And at first glance, I got to be totally honest here, guys, I'm not really on board with this the way that a lot of other Ranger fans seem to be on board with it. I think there's a compelling case to be made in both directions about why they should go after Jacob Chikrin or maybe why they should not go after Jacob Chikrin. So we're going to do kind of a deep dive here, just take everything from the top. I realize, you know, Jacob Chikrin, you know, people, if you follow hockey, you probably know about him. You know, he's he's made an impact on a pretty bad team over his first six seasons here. This is year number six for him in the league. But he's one of those guys that's not exactly a household name just yet, and part of the reason for that is what I just said. Uh, he plays for the Arizona Coyotes. They tend to kind of just toil in obscurity, and given the fact that we're Ranger fans, we don't see the Coyotes all that often. I know they played them twice this season, but uh, usually... Let's be honest, it's not like there's a great deal of history between the Rangers and the uh, Coyotes. But yeah, once again, just taking it from the top with Jacob Chikrin so that we all know who he is and what kind of a player we'd be acquiring if the Rangers do indeed uh, pull the trigger on some kind of a deal for Chikrin. Uh, he's 23 years old, despite this once again being his sixth season in the NHL. Uh, six foot two, 220 pounds, former first round pick by the Coyotes back in 2016. He went number 16 overall in that draft. This season, he, like basically his entire team, has struggled. In 30 games, he's got just two goals and six assists for a total of eight points in those 30 games. He is also a minus 31 in 30 games. So basically, he's a minus one player per game, if that makes sense. 
Uh, he has just one point on the power play this season. I'm going to explain why that's important in just a minute here. Uh, he's got 90 shots on goal, 35 hits, 39 block shots. He is averaging a career-high 24 minutes and 14 seconds of ice time on the Arizona Coyotes. That leads all of their defensemen. I can only assume that has to lead the entire team. Uh, defensemen play more than forwards anyway. Can't imagine there's a forward on the Coyotes who's averaging more than 24-14 per night. Uh, but what kind of stands out here, and what I'm about to dive into here, is that Jacob Chikrin, at least going by his numbers, and again, I realize it doesn't help playing on a terrible team, but he has taken a massive step back from where he was uh, the season prior. And something else that I'm going to talk about in due time here, you could make the argument that this makes him a prime buy low candidate. We'll get into that. Uh, but I do want to just kind of point out the discrepancy between his numbers this year and his numbers last season. So last season, much better. 56 games, he had a career-high 18 goals, a career-high 23 assists, obviously a career-high in points with 41 in those 56 games, not too shabby for a defenseman. He was a minus six overall. He had 14 points on the power play last season, as opposed to, once again, just one point on the man advantage this season. He also had 176 shots on goal, averaged 23 minutes and 23 seconds of ice time, 59 hits, and 89 blocked shots. And as far as his career numbers, because once again, I think it's very important, and there seems to be heavy consideration and uh, a lot of people believing that the Rangers might be the frontrunner for Jacob Chikrin's services if the Coyotes do indeed look to move him. We got to know exactly the kind of player we're getting. So for his career, 320 games, 48 goals, 81 assists. So 129 points in 320 games. He is a minus 57, though, in his career. Again, Flawed stat, not perfect, but that's obviously not a good number, and I, I realize the Coyotes have something to do with that because they're not very good, but it's worth noting, minus 57 for his career. Uh, he also has 37 points on the power play, 720 shots on goal, 426 hits, 471 block shots, and averages 20 minutes and 50 seconds of ice time. And, you know, I got to be honest, I know the Rangers, you know, their, their big thing this whole offseason was let's get bigger, let's get tougher, let's get more physical, more difficult to play against. For all of Chikrin's size, and once again, six foot two, 220 pound, pounds, and all the time that he spends on the ice, he's not really someone who racks up a ton of hits for his career. He's basically at 1.25 hits per game uh, through his six seasons here. Again, I know the Coyotes are terrible, but that plus minus stat does give me at least a little bit of pause. Uh, you would think that somebody who, you know, it ha is seeming to generate a good amount of interest here would be a little bit better in that stat, even playing on a team that obviously is is going absolutely nowhere this season. We're going to continue talking about Jacob Chikrin and kind of breaking down what it would take for the Rangers to land him and if there's anything they could do that would have me on board with it, what the Rangers could do to have me on board with it. We will get to that in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. 
All right, and just want to thank everybody once again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Something else that I want to talk about as it pertains to a potential Ranger trade for Jacob Chikrin is, you know, it's something that I mentioned once or twice in the past, but I think it bears repeating here. The only way that I'm really interested in a defenseman via trade for the Rangers is if they bring in a big-time defenseman. I don't really think that another depth piece, which is what Chikrin would be, uh, really does a whole lot for this team. Now, I will say this in Chikrin's defense. As a former first-round draft pick and someone who had a monster season just last year, he is a depth piece with some upside. So it's possible, you know, the Rangers pull the trigger on a trade for Jacob Chikrin, and he comes over, he's revitalized by playing for a good team, a team that's going to the playoffs. He'd be going for the playoffs for the first time in his career, not counting the 2020 season when 24 teams got into the playoffs. He finds his game, and maybe he starts to look like a steal at $4.6 million per season. And that's something that I haven't even mentioned yet, because after this season, Jacob Chikrin is going to be owed $4.6 million per season for the next three years. So if the Rangers trade for him, this is not a rental. They're committing to this guy for at least the next three seasons, assuming they don't flip him somewhere else in the offseason or anything like that. And that is a fairly significant amount of money to take on. Now, the counter-argument to this would be that it could be a decent buy-low opportunity for the New York Rangers. You know, they've kind of done that in the past. They bought low on guys like Mika Zibanejad, guys like Ryan Strom. Uh, I mean, Adam Fox, he had yet to make his NHL debut, but the fact that they got him for two second-round draft picks is still just ridiculous. Um, but, you know, you look at Chikrin, he's certainly not playing like a $4.6 million defenseman at this moment. I think that's at least fair to say. And on top of all this, it harkens back to something else that I've talked about. I think the Rangers, when you look at this team as it is currently constructed, their biggest need is clearly at right wing. Uh, going back to the offseason and everything that's happened during the season this year, they are no less than depleted at the right wing position right now. I mean, we can run through the list real quick one more time here. There's no more Buchnevich. There's no more Blackwell. There's no more Krasov. There's no more Blay. And Capo Caco is currently on the IR. And now, of course, Caco eventually will be back. I suppose... Never say never as it pertains to Vitaly Kravtsov maybe rejoining the Rangers, but I don't know. It feels like he's burnt one too many bridges since, uh, you know, basically becoming a Ranger, being drafted by this team. So I think even in a best-case scenario, even if you get Kako and Kravtsov both back, you know, Kako underwhelming third season. He's had his moments, and, you know, maybe uh, the metrics would say that he's become a better defensive player, but he's not producing points at the level that I think certainly the Rangers would have been expecting him to produce points by now. And when you look at Kravtsov, I mean, who knows what's going to happen to him? You might, there might be a situation where the Rangers put him on the third line and he decides he's not going out to the ice and he just sits in the locker room all night. I mean, who knows? At this point, nothing would surprise me as it pertains to Vitaly Kravtsov. So, they need right wingers, probably two of them. Like you could honestly make that case that if the Rangers were going to add two players to this roster, you know, at or before the trade deadline this season, that they should both be right wingers. Um, the case could be made. That's something we'll look at in greater detail in a future episode. But for right now, you know, again, I'm just not convinced that the Rangers really need to add a defenseman, especially if it involves getting rid of draft picks and getting rid of prospects and maybe even trading a player from your current roster that you wouldn't necessarily like to trade. And part of the reason I say this is because, once again, I look at the Rangers' top four defensemen on this team, Fox, Lindgren, Truba, Miller. I would put that quartet up against just about any quartet in hockey. I mean, they got to be up there. they got to be bare minimum top 10 
and uh, I would think maybe even approaching the top five. And like I said, in a future episode, we're going we're gonna to make that the whole episode. We're going to compare those four Ranger defensemen to the top four Ranger defensemen from around the league. Maybe we'll do that when there's the two-week break or whatever. Um, but as far as the third pairing, you know, that's where it gets maybe a little bit shaky. There's Patrick Nemeth, who was scuffled at times this season. There's basically a bunch of kids beyond that. Um, but, you know, you look at the options for the third pairing. You've got Braden Schneider, who's looked good so far. You've got Zach Jones, who I think in limited time this year and last year also looks good. You've got Patrick Nemeth himself, the veteran defenseman on this team. You've maybe even got Nils Lundqvist if he gets another chance. I mean, we'll see how he fares in the AHL. Maybe he rebuilds his confidence, comes back up, looks like a new player. You know what? Maybe even Libor Hayek. I, I don't think Libor Hayek has played terribly this season for the Rangers. So, I mean, I just named five guys. They should be able to take two out of those five guys that I just mentioned and put them out there on the ice as the third Ranger defense pairing. And whichever two you go with, again, you've got some options here. You've got five guys to pick from. Two of those guys should be able to go out onto the ice and at least hold down the fort for the Rangers. I'm not saying they're going to play at the level of a Fox and Lindgren, but they should at least be able to go out there and hold down the fort. And I just have to wonder, how much better does Jacob Chikrin really make this team? I, I will admit, he does have upside. He's young. He's had some success in this league. But you know who else has some upside? Guys like Schneider and Jones and Lundqvist, and they're all making significantly less money than Jacob Chikrin. They're all in the six figures. Jacob Chikrin is making $4.6 million per season. And on top of that, you know, Schneider, Jones, Lundqvist, they are light years away from unrestricted free agency. So they're obviously a lot cheaper than Jacob Chikrin as well. And even though I'm lukewarm to this trade at best, I am going to, in just a second, explain a way that the Rangers could make this happen that I might be a little bit more open to the idea. Because I'd be lying if I said I wasn't at least somewhat intrigued. Certainly, there is some upside with Jacob Chikrin, and certainly he is somebody that could be considered a little bit of a buy-low candidate as it pertains to a potential trade, whether it's the Rangers acquiring him or anybody else. We'll get to that in just a second. All right, like I just mentioned, there are a couple of things that can happen here where I would be a little bit more open to a trade for Jacob Chikrin or maybe even getting to the point where I'd actually endorse it. Uh, for starters, and this one is big for me, in any trade that the Rangers and the Coyotes strike, wherein the Rangers acquire Jacob Chikrin, then the Coyotes 100% have to accept Patrick Nemeth back as part of their return. Patrick Nemeth would have to head to Arizona. Now, at first glance, you're probably thinking, okay, Patrick Nemeth is almost 30. The Coyotes are presumably in a rebuilding period here. Why would they possibly want him? And the shorter answer is they wouldn't want him. But it's kind of a similar situation to what we saw a couple years ago. If you guys remember, the Rangers traded Mark Stahl to the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings in that trade also got a second-round pick, and the Rangers didn't really get anything in return. So what that was, I mean, the Red Wings were absolutely terrible the season before. That was the Red Wings acquiring what had become a bad contract and doing so while also acquiring a second-round draft pick. That was why the, the Red Wings struck that trade. Let's be honest here. It wasn't because they thought Mark Stahl was going to have this incredible career renaissance, although by all accounts, it sounds like he's fitting pretty well over there. But the big reason they did that trade was they wanted the second-round draft pick. So the Coyotes certainly are not going to give us Jacob Chikrin for Patrick Nemeth straight up, but I think as part of the trade, it would make sense for the Rangers to include Nemeth, and then that way, the Coyotes can take Nemeth, and his $2.5 million off the Rangers' hands. Because, again, they bring in Chikrin, that's $4.6 million. Let's get rid of $2.5 million going in the opposite season, in the opposite direction, excuse me, if you are the New York Rangers. 
And on top of all this, forget about money for a second. If you have Jacob Chikrin on your roster, then you no longer need Patrick Nemeth because Jacob Chikrin would presumably slide into that third defenseman spot on the left side. They both play the left side. And then you would have one of the kids, be it Schneider or Jones or whoever it might be, on the right side on the third pairing. So there'd be no more room for Nemeth and really no more need for Nemeth either. So he would have to be part of any trade for Jacob Chikrin by the Rangers if I'm to consider this at all. And the other thing that I should mention real quick here is that Patrick Nemeth does have a limited no-move clause. He can block trades to eight different NHL teams, and I don't believe it's public knowledge as far as which eight of those teams that he can block a trade to. We would just have to obviously keep our fingers crossed that one of them is not the Arizona Coyotes if the Rangers and Coyotes were to uh, you know, work out some kind of a deal for Jacob Chikrin. And there's something else that I want to talk about as it pertains to Jacob Chikrin real quick here. You might have noticed this too. When the Rangers played the Coyotes not too long ago, uh, Chikrin was listed as part of the third defense pairing, which I I thought was a little bit strange. Uh, It sounds like that's just semantics because when you look at his time on the ice versus his time on the ice compared to the other Arizona defenseman, uh, he far and away leads the team. We talked about that a little bit earlier, but I just thought it was weird that the Coyotes would list him as part of the third defense pairing, especially if they really are, you know, considering fielding offers for, you know, one of their young defensemen, somebody who's been one of the few bright spots on the team over the past couple of seasons. Again, he, he has struggled this season, as has the entire Arizona team, but he was fantastic last year. So I thought that was a little strange. It's probably one of those things that you know, I I might be reading into it a little bit more than I should be. Like I said, uh, he absolutely, by a long shot, leads the team in time on the ice. But I just thought that was a little bit strange seeing that. And it wasn't a one-game thing either because I'm looking at a depth chart for the Coyotes right now, and that too has him listed as part of the third defense pairing. So it's a tough call. And, you know, again, I'm lukewarm to this at best. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't intrigued by a little bit. But once again, when you consider that the Rangers have a greater need in other places, namely right wing, right wing more so than anything else, when you consider the fact that the Rangers also have a lot of really good young defensemen who are making significantly less than Jacob Chikrin, that kind of turns me away from this as well. And again, Jacob Trickren not exactly setting the world on fire this season. And to be fair, yes, that could represent a buy low opportunity for the New York Rangers. But to me, this move just doesn't seem necessary, especially when you consider the contract that you'd be bringing in uh, $4.6 million per season for Jacob Chikrin for the next three years. Um, so those are my thoughts on it. It was kind of a deep dive today, but I thought it was worth it given how much attention Jacob Chikrin seems to be getting and how much these rumors about the Rangers being interested in him seem to persist. A couple other things I want to get to before we call it a day here. Brent Othman, I've been meaning to talk about this. He was named the captain for the OHL Flint Firebirds. He is the fourth captain in team history, 19 years old, and uh, he had 51 points in the first 32 games of the season this year. That is just un- otherworldly. Uh, 27 goals, 24 assists. Had a five-point night not too long ago as well. So uh, big congratulations to Brandon Offman there. And then the other big thing is obviously that Henrik Lundqvist night is tomorrow night. And I just can't wait to see that. Uh, the ceremony will, of course, happen on Friday night before the Rangers play host to Matt Zuccarello and the Minnesota Wild at 8 p.m. And... I'm very much looking forward to seeing which of Henrik Lundqvist's former teammates will 
be at the event, which former teammates will speak at the event. I would imagine, you know, maybe Sam Rosen is down there. Uh, he usually handles the proceedings anytime that, you know, the Rangers have some kind of a significant pregame ceremony, be it a jersey going into the rafters or otherwise. So, yeah, can't wait. Sign me up. Definitely going to put my feet up and just kind of enjoy celebrating the career of uh, one of the absolute best goalies to ever lace up a pair of skates. I don't think it can be said any more plainly than that. Uh, cannot wait to see Henrik Lundqvist take his rightful place among uh, the Ranger elite when his jersey rises into the rafters there. And then as far as this game tonight against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, we already know there will be no Filipino, no Capo Caco, no Patrick Nemeth, and Alex Gurev, it has been announced, will be between the pipes for the Rangers, which is not too surprising. It's not too far out of the ordinary. The Rangers have a back-to-back. They don't tend to put either guy into both games of a back-to-back. And I just think with it being Henrik Lundqvist night on Friday night, it just makes sense to have Igor Shesterkin in net. I mean, he's kind of the heir apparent. He's already established himself as one of the truly elite goalies in this league. And nothing against Alex Georgiev. But if one of these two goalies is going to still be on the Rangers 10 years from now, I think it's Igor Shesterkin uh, rather than Alex Georgiev. So, yeah, I, I think it makes all the sense in the world to handle the goalies the way the Rangers are handling the goalies. And I should also mention that this is part of a stretch where the Rangers will play Three games in four days. They play Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. We already have the aforementioned games against the Blue Jackets on Thursday, against the Wild on Friday, and they will play home against the Seattle Kraken at 1 p.m. on Sunday. And then you've also got a home matchup with the Panthers on Tuesday and then the two-week break. So definitely looking forward to this. Hopefully the uh, Rangers can keep doing what they're doing and just going into the break with a whole bunch of momentum, a lot of wins. Uh, Can't hurt to bank as many points as possible. And uh, yeah, go Rangers. Looking forward to the game tonight. So that'll pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. In our next episode, we're going to be breaking down whatever happens between the Rangers and the Blue Jackets. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.